Well, again, glad that you're here with us uh, in the room or online. Come on, give it up for our online audience. Let them hear you online, everybody. Come, come on, you can clap better than that, can't you? Hey, everybody. Come on, wave your hands up a little bit. The cameras will see you. Wave your hands. They'll see you. There you go. Come on, we love our online audience. We've got a lot of folks that are, you know, it's, uh, did, is anybody like me that when March 2020 hit, you know, COVID hit, all that kind of stuff, was anybody like me that you thought, this is going to be like three weeks and we're going to get back to normal. Anybody like me? Then after it, you know, kind of went on, then you went, oh, man, by summertime, by June 2020, this thing is dead in the water. Come on, come on. It's, it's, uh, the heat's going to drive off the flu kind of thing, and we're going to get back. And then it didn't, and then it was just, uh, uh, and then 20, you know, we're 2020, then here we are, 2021. 2021, and so here we are, 2022, and now we got variants, and we got all kind of stuff. In the middle of it all, let me just declare, Jesus is Lord. Come on. Come on. Jesus is Lord. Can you say that with me? Jesus is Lord. You know, I'd, I'd encourage you to declare that over your body, over your situation, over your job, everything, just no matter what you're facing, your kids, Jesus is Lord. He's working. Come on. He's going to turn things around for me. He's always good. Come on. God is on the throne. The Bible hasn't changed. Come on. There's no scriptures that all of a sudden got taken out of the Bible because of the season we're in. Come on. The word is still the word. Amen, everybody? Can I get a better amen, everybody? Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Uh, we're going to be in a series of lessons for the next several weeks. Probably some images will come up there. It is back there. Just called Miracles. I've been stirred in my heart um, for uh, months in, in, in thinking about this and praying some things. You know, good things happen when you pray. And so let me encourage you to uh, uh, pray because when uh, someone said this years ago to me that prayer processes the plan of God, that when you pray the plan of God, the will of God for your life, or as a, as a college student, as a single mom, the will of God just becomes clearer and clearer. And so, you know, we need to be people that don't pray when we have problems. We need, we need to be people that just have the lifestyle of praying. The scripture tells us to pray without ceasing because you need to, to be in a continual flow of hearing from God and allowing the power of God to work through you to bring healing and deliverance to somebody else. And so, you know, the last several months just been praying and thinking about starting the new year and really kind of had some other things on my heart, but thought, you know, that this was just such a pressing uh, on my own heart concerning us and the season that we're in. And I just want to talk about miracles for the next several weeks. All kind of miracles that um, uh, the Bible talks about that we have access to. I'll probably do a, a spin on maybe your thinking of miracles. Again, my background is is more is charismatic and Pentecostal, Word of Faith, Assembly of God, kind of all that growing up, you know, thrown in, into a mix. And so, uh, when anybody in the genre of, of believing that I grew up in would talk about miracles, it was always one certain things concerning healings or or, or things like that. And, and we'll talk about that because that's a powerful uh, aspect miracles that we definitely will unpack you know in the weeks ahead but there's some other things I think that God wants us to enjoy and walk in the fulfillment of concerning miracles as well um, I, I want you to get a phrase in your in your thinking that I think everybody will be able to uh, get uh, for the next about four weeks or five weeks four weeks at least that will be on this on this subject for all of uh, January and here's the phrase nothing is impossible Nothing is impossible. I don't care what's facing you, what it looks like right now. 
I am believing God that during this series, as you hear these words and you go home and you revisit the scriptures and you write some things down yourself, that, that there will be such faith deposited in your heart that you can say, not just mimicking me or not just saying, repeating like a parrot in a cage, but saying from the depth of your own soul and spirit that concerning me and my house and concerning this certain situation, nothing is impossible. Come on, can you just say that one more time? Nothing is impossible. I believe that online, for y'all at the house, for people facing serious situations, if it's health, if it's relational, if it's job, if it's some addiction, listen, nothing is impossible. It's just not impossible. Uh, so, so, so there's help, there's miracles, there's signs, there's wonders. There's things that God does and he's still doing right now. Not just in the Bible, but actively right now in 2022, God is still the same. I, I want my life to be a living testimony of seeing God do things that you scratch your head and you go, that was impossible, but that became possible because of God. Come on, everybody. Amen. I mean, he just works for us. So, so let, let, let's, let, let's lean in. Let, let's believe this. Let, let's, let faith come into our heart in a new way that whether you've seen a miracle before, whether you've been part of a miracle before yourself or had something work through you to be a blessing to somebody else, that, that God is going to stir up excitement, expectancy, belief in us, that miracles are going to happen in our lives and miracles are going to happen through our lives towards other people to bring the power and the very love of God. Amen, everybody? Let's give a working definition of what the word miracle means. Probably have some words, lyrics on the screen here and back here in the back so you can see with us. Uh, a miracle, oh, it just popped off. Here we go. A miracle is a work of God that goes beyond, uh-oh, all right, we'll, read, we'll figure it out. I'll read it here. Y'all see it up there. We'll, we'll, we're working on some stuff here. Uh, a miracle is a work of God that goes beyond human understanding. It inspires wonder. It displays the greatness of God and causes people to recognize that God is active in the world. Miracles provide evidence that God exists. This isn't just something that's needed in India or Africa. This isn't just needed in Russia or China or somewhere where maybe the gospel isn't propagated like it is in North America. This needs to happen in North America. This needs to happen in San Diego County. This needs to happen right up in here in Chula Vista. Can anybody say amen? It just goes beyond human understanding. You just can't figure it out. It's, it's a wonder where, it, where uh, again, a wonder is people look and go, and they wonder what happened. H how did that happen? H how did somebody that was in a car wreck that got all mangled up, it is completely totaled. It is jacked up. The engine is in the front seat. The trunk is in the front seat. And the person walks out without a scratch. Amen. A miracle. Come on. Come on, somebody. It's a miracle. Let's believe God, come on, for our families. Let's believe God for us. Let's believe God concerning our church that this is, as we sang, the first song I think we sang was a house of God. This is a house of miracles. 
Listen, you getting a parking space at Walmart isn't a miracle. I know, I know we call it that. I know we call it that. The sunrise, well, isn't that a miracle? No, it's not a miracle. Go read Genesis. I mean, I know it's a miracle God said it, but, but God said it. So it's not a miracle. A baby being born isn't a miracle. A husband gets together with a wife. They're of, you know, they're, they're, everything's cool, and, and they produce a child. It's not a miracle, but we call stuff like that, and then we dumb down or we numb down what a miracle really is. Uh, let, me, let, let me give you several scriptures from the Old Testament to kind of just stir who it is that we're believing, who it is that we're trusting in that has the power to do all this kind of stuff. Come on, look with Isaiah chapter 59, verse 1. Isaiah 59, verse 1. Look what it says. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. God does not have a shortened arm that can't reach you in your situation right now. Listen to me. He's not slack concerning his promise. He's good. He's got the power you need no matter where you need it, no matter how you need it. So let's believe God for a miracle. Second Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, it says this, The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. God wants to show himself strong and mighty as a deliverer, as a savior in every single area of our lives. Not just saving going to heaven, but saving us from the power of disaster, from whatever the enemy is trying to set you up, your family up, or you find yourself in, be it physically, be it mentally, be it emotionally, be it maritally, whatever it is, God's got power to show himself strong to deliver you and your situation. Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. I love this scripture. It says, but the people that know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits or do exploits. Knowing what God said, knowing who God is, knowing the people that know their God, they're going to be strong. There's going to be a faith deposited in these men, in these women, in these young adults, in these teenagers, in these children that are strong to carry out the great exploits, to do signs and wonders and miracles, to show to a lost and dying world that Jesus is alive, that these miracles provide evidence that God exists. He is alive today. He's active today. Come on, he's powerful today. His arm's not shortened today. If I read it in the book of Acts, come on, Acts has got 28 chapters. We are living in, like somebody said, really Acts 29, where, where, where the early church continued on with Jesus' teaching, with Jesus' demonstration. We see it in the book of Acts. It is not supposed to stop today. Come on, everybody. Jeremiah 20, verse 11. Jeremiah says, but the Lord is with me as a mighty, awesome one. He's with me. He's with me right now in the situation I'm facing. He's with me right now in the current limitation that I find myself in my body or in my marriage. Or I don't know how to help this child or, or this thing I'm struggling with. He's a mighty one. He's with me right now. My God is with me. Almighty is what he's telling us. Job 42, 2. I know, Job says, Lord, that you are all-powerful. 
and that you can do everything you want. I know you're all powerful. Concerning the situation again, you've got to make it practical to you. Because right now, you're probably racing in your mind as some things going, well, no, not that. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Really, if we'd be honest with ourselves, we really, a lot of people have become unbelieving believers. We believe God to do something that really I can solve myself. I could get, I could take care of this. I, I, I could buy this. I could, I could have this maybe, maybe a, a doctor situation or whatever. Uh, but, but what are you going to do with situations there is no help? There's just no remedy. What are you going to do when there, is no, there are no answers? But if we're not careful, all we have done is we've lived like people who don't know God because we've figured out everything else and we've postured our lives away that where God says, I, I want to be this for you. I, I, I want to be the all-powerful for you. I, I, I want to be the, the God that everything that you need, I, that, that you trust me, that, that you don't place any other idol before me, that I am your God. As we sang that song, you know, no one, no one, no one, no one, no one, Lord, but you. And, and it's real to us that I've got no other options here, Lord. We know there are certain times in our lives where there are no options. Certain medical things that go on, there, there are no other options. Either it's a miracle or you die. Let's believe in miracles. Come on, everybody. Come on. Let's believe in miracles. <laughs> counseling appointment after counseling appointment after counseling appointment after counseling appointment. And it seems like no change. And I, I, I don't know, everybody's got to figure it out, and, and there's boundaries in marriages and all kinds of things, but, but I'm just asking you, let's believe for a miracle. Let's believe for a miracle. I know you know it, I probably already said it, but God can do, God can do whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, with whoever he wants. He can just do whatever he wants. He can do it anytime he wants, and he can do and use whoever he wants. The scriptures are full of example after example of him doing exactly that. We see in the Old Testament and the New Testament God's control over nature. We see God coming to the Red Sea and parting the Red Sea. We see Joshua coming to the Jordan River, and the scripture says when the when the, the, the men of God went into the Jordan River and their, and their feet hit the Jordan River, that the, the water was pushed back and it was congealed and it stopped until they all passed across and they grabbed stones in the middle of it and they made a memorial on the other side. We see that Jesus calmed storms. We, we, we see God's control, miracle we call it, over nature. We see God's control over animals. We saw in, in uh, Kings, we saw that uh, uh, Balaam, uh, you know, on this, on this animal, and all of a sudden, he's going the wrong direction, and God opened up a donkey's mouth and started talking. How's that happen? It's a miracle. It's a miracle. We see in Jesus' life, where Jesus tells the disciples, uh, he comes up to them on the seashore, and, and they've been fishing all night and don't, didn't catch anything. And he said, just, just cast your, your net on, on the other side. And, and untold amounts of fish came in those nets. We see Elijah the prophet where God says and tells him, you know, prophesy that there's going to be a famine in the land because of the wickedness of the land. 
and, and there was no rain, and, and, and it was shutting down. And so God told Elijah, go to the brook Cherith, and I'm going to sustain you there. And the Bible says, every day, morning and night, a raven, a bird, came in and brought him bread and meat. Don't tell me God can't feed you in and out when he needs to feed you in and out. God's control over objects. The Bible says that while in Elisha's day, he had a school of the prophets, and there were so many that the room that they were in was just too small. So they went out to the, to the woods and started cutting down trees. And, and a guy borrowed somebody's axe and starts hacking down a tree. And while he was hacking down the tree, he was by the water, and the axe head fell off and went in the water. And he says, Master, the axe head was borrowed, man. What are we going to do? How are we going to re replace this? So, so the, the, the prophet actually got a piece of twig, and he threw it in, and the axe head floated. How's that happen? How's that happen? How's that happen? Can somebody say a miracle? In Daniel's day, wicked king and all of his people were hanging out, and the Bible says all of a sudden a hand appeared and there was writing on the wall. A miracle. We see God's control over bodies in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Healings, leprosy healed, deliverance, paralytics healed, blindness, deafness, uh, dumbness, people that were, that were mute, people that were demon-possessed, crippled, paralyzed. Over and over and over, we see both in the Old Testament and the New Testament what we would categorize as a miracle. So much so that in Jesus' day, they said anybody they brought to him all sick and all diseased were cured and healed. We see that God brought miracle provision in the Old Testament. Quail. Rained in quail where they, they were fed. Water coming out of a rock in the middle of the desert. We see under Elijah's ministry, we see that there was a, after the whole situation where, where the, the, the brook dried up and the, the raven didn't bring him the bread and the food anymore and God commanded a widow woman to sustain him. And the Bible says that he goes to a widow woman who's getting ready to die with her son or one son. And she's got a little flour and a little oil. And the prophet's, God's word to the prophet for the woman was, give something to me first. A type of tithe, by the way. And when you give to God first, God blesses the rest. And the woman didn't lack for all the time of the famine. Every time she used the flour and poured the oil, when she put it back, the next time she went, it was replenished. A miracle where you go, I don't know how, God, you're going to do this for me and my children, but every time you go back, there's money. I'm not saying God's stealing money from somebody. I'm saying God just makes a way. Come on, everybody. And we're not talking about the money miracle where, where you go to the store and, and the clerk gives you more money when you change the money. You, get, you gave them 100 and they gave you 120 back instead of 20 back and you go, the Lord bless me. No, that's called you just, you're a thief. That's what you are. <laughs> Elisha was with another woman, Elijah's protege, Elisha. He was 
with another woman came to him, one of the sons of the prophet. Her husband died. And she said, they're going to, they're going to take away my son. What, what are we going to do? And, and he says, go to all your neighbors and get empty pots. Borrow pots and come bring them in the house. And that jar of oil that you've got, keep pouring oil into all the jars that they bring you. And as many jars as her boys brought to her filled up all the pots. And he told her, sell all the excess where you can live. Provision. Miracle provision. I, I, I feel like some resistance. Miracle provision. Miracle provision. The first house Kimber and I ever bought in Canada, 1988, <laughs> we bought a house for $800 down payment. We had nothing. I had maybe $3,000 to my name. 28-year-old kid, go to Canada to pioneer, start this church, see God move. We got nothing but faith and a prayer. We got no money. We got no nothing. We lived in an apartment that was, I think it was $275 a month, and we drove around that little town of 8,000 people, and we saw a neighborhood we wanted to live in, and we just said, we're going to believe God, and, and, and all of a sudden, I got a chance to know a couple of these uh, realtors that owned this house that were renting it out, and they said, we don't know why we're doing this, but we're going to let you buy this house. We're going to figure it out. We'll charge you $800 down, and somehow, someway, the bank was crazy enough to loan us the money. And, and so be careful, though. That was a miracle. Now, we had to qualify for the loan somehow, somewhere. I don't know how we qualified, but we qualified. And so we, we're, 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 we got to be careful when we say, I got a car. It's a miracle. No, it's not a miracle. Everybody gets cars all the time. Now, if you've got awful credit and you, you know what I mean, and, all, and maybe that is a miracle. Maybe that is a miracle, but let's be careful that we just, we, we, we set aside a miracle as really something that it's supposed to be, which is holy. Come on, everybody. Holy. Now, there are times when you read the Bible where God initiates the miracle. It's totally apart from anything man does. It's totally apart. Just God initiates. God initiates the writing on the wall. Nobody prayed for that. Nobody did that. That's just something that God did. It's completely out of, we would say, man's hands. Woman's, our hands had nothing to do with it. But what I am really interested in here today and in these days ahead is I want to know for us in 2022 how we can see more supernatural things happening and how we can cooperate with God and we can trust God to see miracles, signs, and wonders. Maybe you haven't until now. Maybe this is all brand new and you're kind of going, wow, I didn't know this, you know, kind of I'm thinking a miracle, you know, might be a parking spot. Uh, uh, but I, listen, I'm interested in seeing God do something unusual. Let's talk about it. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 is an interesting scripture. Look what it says. But without faith, it is impossible. Somebody said, if you just stopped right there and for the rest of your life, you would believe maybe a couple things. Nothing is impossible. But without faith, 
It is impossible. Now here, the author of Hebrews says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. You cannot please God apart from faith. Your faith is, is the ingredient that connects you to the word of God, connects you to the life of God, connects you to the promises and the provision of God, connects you to the healing of God, connects you to the wisdom of God, connects you to the, to the knowledge of God, connects you to the goodness of God, the mercy of God, the grace of God. Your faith does. For he who comes to God, that's any person, must believe, number one, that he is, that he exists, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Anybody that comes to God, you've got to come knowing two things. You've got to believe that he is. That he is what? That he is capable of being every single thing you need whenever you need him to be it. Because he is good. And that he is a rewarder. He's a rewarder. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, meaning there are maybe some rewards that you haven't partaken of because you and I have not diligently sought him. This is what we were doing this past week. We were seeking God. Hopefully you were doing it in a new way. You were seeking God with fasting and prayer and laying aside some extra time just to seek God because what's going to happen at the end of seeking God is that God will reward you. The scripture tells us that in Matthew. That when we honor him with our giving, when we fast, when we pray, he will reward us openly. This is the same type of scripture, the same context that Jesus was speaking of that the author tells us in Hebrews 11, verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible. So when it comes to miracles being activated in your and my life, there is going to have to be an ingredient we continually have a good understanding of, and I could say it this way, have our thumb on it, if you will, and that is the ingredient called faith. Faith. Where I'm going to believe God. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to rely on God. I'm going to look to God. I know this is, this is dominating. I know this is in front of me right now. And I know that I don't know exactly how this thing's going to turn, turn around, when it's going to turn around. But I've just decided to set my face towards him. I've, I've set myself, as, as the king said, when he got an evil report, he, he, he put his face, the scripture said, toward the wall. He looked away from everybody else, just looked toward the wall, cried out to God, and God heard him. And restored 15 more years to his life. A miracle. Come on, everybody. God extended a person's life by just seeking him. Man. Impossibilities are possible through faith. I'm going to say it again. Impossibilities are possible through faith when you believe that God is able to do what he promised he would do. It looks impossible. There's no other option. This is the report. This is the situation. It's always been that way. The, 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 this is the road. It's always, nothing's changed. <laughs> but, but we, we again, my, my word for the last several months, maybe a couple years now, is, is we got to be careful, church, that, that we don't disconnect what we read in the Bible and then what we experience or we expect in our own lives. Uh, Kimberly or somebody said this morning, uh, he, he, makes, he makes a way in the wilderness. He makes a river in a desert. Rivers don't naturally flow in a desert. But we read it in the Bible. We might sing a song. But then when it comes to a desert in our life, are you believing for a miracle of a river? Amen. Come on, everybody. 
when you got the evil report, when you got the negative report, the report from the doctor that says you're going to die. Do we believe he's a healer? There's a way. The great physician is on the case. Come on. Come on. We got to believe. We got to believe. So we're going to have to stir up faith in our lives or else we'll see something. We'll never experience it. We'll never, we'll never really believe it because believing is risky. And we'll never see the reward of the Lord if we don't start acting and stirring up our faith. The reward of seeking God is really, we could say, the manifested miracle. We see something happen in our lives that up until now hasn't happened. And I don't know about you, but I, I'm, I'm excited about seeing things happen in all kinds of ways, like what we just talked about, whether it's nature, whether it's, whether it's things that you just go amazing. I mean, I mean, angelic appearance, that's all in the Old Testament, it's in the New Testament. I mean, where all of a sudden God shows up, as we've heard stories, maybe you've heard stories in, in different parts of the world where the gospel is really not prominent, all of a sudden there's an appearance of Jesus. Come on, that, that's, just like, that's, that's God initiated. Come on, I believe in God for some miracles. That, come on, how many would like, wouldn't it be great if like right now, there, there was all across social media right now, all across, across Twitter, Jesus, really like Jesus showed up in the gas lamp. Amen. Come on, wouldn't that be amazing? Come on, wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be amazing? Come on, wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he shows up. He, there's other places in the world that he's done. We've, they, they've had appearances of Jesus, angels, things like that. And, and I'm not wanting a miracle for just, or a sign just for a sign, but again, it shows that God exists and he's alive, everybody. Come on, everybody. Amen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Man. So concerning God's involvement with man, concerning God's involvement Concerning the miracle happening, faith is going to have to be exercised and faith is required. When, when it's God initiated, nobody does anything. God just does it. God just does it. God, God just does it. But when it comes to you personally and things that God's put on your own heart, he's requiring, he's requiring faith. So, so one more time, we, we t talk about faith and we dabble faith in everything we talk about around here because it's such an important message. One more time, I know we, a couple weeks ago, Giuseppe and I were up here and we talked about faith. Faith is believing something. It's believing something. And, and faith is acting on something before you see something. This is what faith is. Faith is believing something and acting on something before you see something. That's got to be continual in our lives. I've got to believe this. I've got to then act on it. Either I'm speaking the word of God, but I don't feel like speaking the word of God to something dead and dying. God tells the prophet Ezekiel in Ezekiel 37, uh, takes him out to a valley of dry bones. He says, what do you see? Dry bones scattered everywhere. And he says, prophesy to him. Okay, I'm here, here's what we'd say. Looks like a lot of dead bones. God said, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Prophesy life into them. Speak something that's coming from your spirit that my miracle working power can grab hold of the faith and cause something to happen that has not happened up until now. Are you hearing me this morning, church? So, so, so faith is believing something 
and then acting on something when there's no evidence, you just don't see anything. Now, what makes it beautiful when you read the Bible is a scripture like this in Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. I love this scripture. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. He's not human, so he doesn't change his mind. Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? My Lord and my God, look at that scripture. God is not going to lie to you. God's not going to change his mind about what he said in the Bible. Nothing's changed. Nothing's detoured. 2020, COVID, Omicron, doesn't make a difference what's going on. No matter what's gone on in your family tree, God's got you a new tree connected with called the tree of life. Come on, somebody. Come on, the blood of Jesus working in your life. Uh, Has he ever failed to speak or act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Never, 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 never. You can trust God's character. You can trust God's nature. You can trust his willingness. You can, you can trust his goodness. You can trust his generosity. You can trust his way and how he's doing what he said he would do. Now, let me stop right here and let me say this. This does not mean... <laughs> This does not mean that everything that you thought should turn out is going to turn out exactly the way you thought. Here's what it means. It means if I'm going to see a miracle, my faith in God is going to have to remain steady in the storm that I'm currently in. I'm I'm going to have to hold steady. Now, 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 hang on to that. And let me just say something, uh, 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 jump over to a scripture or jump over to a thought in the New Testament from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Haven't got, a, haven't got the verse for you, but listen. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Corinth concerning the gifts of the Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 12, he talks about these nine gifts of the Spirit. He talks about uh, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and, and, he, and he talks about diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation tongues, a, a gift of prophecy. Then he talks about, he talks about these, these power gifts. He talks about the working of miracles, the gifts of healings, and he talks about the gift of special faith. These power gifts that the Holy Spirit gives according to his will has nothing to do with your will You just position yourself to believe God. You position yourself in faith that these are Holy Spirit manifestations of his goodness, of his love, of his generosity that he wants to use and flow through his church, his people, his believers towards a lost and dying world. Two of those gifts of the Spirit are working of miracles and the gift of faith. Now, the gift of faith is interesting, just to kind of talk about that. They, these gifts, both a lot of times in the Old Testament and the New Testament, will see the working of miracles and the gift of faith work tandem to, with one another. Tandem. They, 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 they work connected with one another. Uh, let, let me just break it down this way. I think we've got it here on the screen for you. In, in the working of miracles, God uses you to work a miracle. God uses you. The working of miracles, God uses a person. God uses a person. 
Now, the gift of faith, and I'm, I'm calling it so we understand this now. Let's look at this next one. In, in the gift of faith, and I'm calling it special faith so that we differentiate. This isn't just your normal faith. This isn't the faith you got when you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. This isn't John 3:34 that God's given you the measure of faith. That's what everybody gets. This is the Holy Spirit deposits and gives you this gift of special faith. In other words, you can't, it's, it's, it's like it's impossible not to believe. In this gift of special faith, God uses what I'm, this is my words, God uses your supercharged believing to receive a miracle. You receive a miracle. The, the working of miracles, God uses you to work it. God, 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 God caused Samson and he got a jawbone of a donkey and with the jawbone of a donkey, he whooped up the Philistines. God used Samson and he collected 300 foxes and tied their tails together and with a torch in the middle and they went burning the fields down. God worked it through what he did. Does that make sense? But the gift of faith is that you just expect something, you believe something, and you receive something and God just works. We could say it this way. One is active and one is passive. But the end result is that there was a miracle done. We all right, everybody online? We all right, everybody? Think with me. Daniel, he's preaching the gospel. We preach about Jesus, if you will, and just sharing his lifestyle, praying, you know, three times a day. And the guy said, we're going to kill this brother. We don't like this brother. And so they decided after the king's edict and all that, that they tricked the king and they, they threw him in the lion's den. When they threw him in the lion's den, Daniel didn't have a chair in the circus and a whip and he's working a miracle. God didn't anoint him to keep all the lions off him by something he did. He was down in the lion's den and he fell asleep. Gift of special faith. I'm sleeping in the middle of a storm. Jesus on the boat, sleeping in the middle of the storm. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If you don't bow... You're going to get burned. And they said, we ain't bowing. Let's turn the fire up. Furnace seven times hotter, they said. And they said, turn up all you want. They tied those brothers up. They threw them in the fire, and they didn't burn. They did not have on fire department, you know, uh, the, the, the closing. They didn't have oxygen. They didn't burn. Special faith. We're going to trust God. A miracle. Come on, somebody, a miracle. Come on, come on. Y'all, y'all are just looking at me like a dog in a new pail. Come on, somebody. Is this making sense, everybody? Come on, a miracle. Come on, somebody say miracles, 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 miracles. They didn't work it. They just received it. So, so, so listen, when I say that, that it doesn't mean that everything turns out exactly the way you think it should turn out. When I said that, what I'm saying is that I would have I, I been on the side, if I was Daniel, I would have been on the side, I want a miracle to be that uh, uh, those guys are going to throw me in the lion's den, they get thrown in right now. That's the miracle. I don't, but the miracle wasn't that way. God said, that's not the way we're going to do it. I, I'm not going to get the glory I need out of this, so you're going to have to go in the den. And when you go in the den, listen, just believe me. Just believe me. I'm going to be with you there, and I'm going to protect those lions. Come on, everybody. 
So what's that mean? No matter what's going on in your life, your faith in God, your reliance on God, your trust in who he is, is what's going to keep you holding steady in the storms of life so that you can expect a miracle. Come on, everybody. Ephesians 3, 20. And God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according, come on somebody, to the power that works in us. Let me ask you, how much power is it working you today? How much power of expectancy and faith that God's good and that he's working in your situation? If he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can, how much can you ask? Or how much can you actually think? But it is according to, those are the operative words, it's according to the power that works in you. I don't think the power, in context of this scripture, I don't think the power is talking about how much Holy Ghost, dynamic, mountain-moving faith and power. If you read the scripture in context, Paul's talking about that you would know and experience for yourself the depth and length, the width, the height of the love of God. God loves you. He loves you. He didn't put the sickness on you. He's not tearing apart your marriage. He's not, he's not causing that child to run away and, and have addiction. He's not done that. He's not done that. He's not the one that's wrecking and tearing and a tornado. He's, he, that's not who he is. He wants you to know in the middle of every situation, he wants you to have an understanding of how much he loves you, how much he cares for you. And so now my faith, my faith can grab a hold of that. My faith can, can, can latch on to that, that you love me. You love me. I, I know I got this evil report. I know it looks terrible. I know the job market. I know this, I know this growth on my lungs. And, and I, know, I know what it looks like, but you love me. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rely that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly, above and beyond what the doctors said, what, what, what the lawyers said, what my kids have said, what the school said, what the job, all that, according to the power that works in me. So I'm going to stir up faith in the very love of God, the nature of God, the kindness of God, the goodness of God, the generosity of God, because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not a man that he should lie. He's not the son of man that he should repent. Hadn't he sworn, won't he make it good? Yeah, you're going to make it good for me. So my faith is going to grab hold of you, and you are going to work a miracle in me. How? I don't know. When? I don't know. My position is I'm going to stand in the goodness of the Lord. Can anybody say amen and amen? Man, I was reading this past week, Moses, the Red Sea. Phenomenal story. You know, more than just a children's church story. Right? When you read it, I hope you read it this week. Uh, Exodus 13, 14. Read both those chapters. The scripture says this. God led the nation of Israel to a way that was not the short route. It was a long route. And led them to a place where he positioned them where they could not escape facing their enemy. Read it. I got thinking about this past week. Could God 
be putting you in a place where you have to trust God. He is so good. He says, uh, you know, I'm just, I just think like right now, you know, grand, grandkids now, I'm grandkid mine, grandpa. I, I'd never take my, my you know, 18-month-old little Aria. I, I, I'd never let go of her hand, let her walk wherever she wants to walk, out in the road or whatever. Never. Why? Because she doesn't understand the dangers. Always there holding her hand. Always there. But God tells the nation of Israel and led them by a way that they had no other option. I'm going to show you who I am, and I'm going to show you my power. I'm going to use you as a demonstration over the victory of Jesus over the enemy in 2022. No matter what you're facing this year, I believe God is going to position you to be a sign and a wonder as you stir up faith and confidence in who God is. And we are going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Can you say amen? So there's Moses. You know the story. Moses says, God tells Moses, hey, quit, quit whining to me. Stretch out your rod, right? Stretch out the rod. Speak the word of God. Lift up what I've given you. Lift up my authority. And the Bible says the, the sea started parting. Remember that? Remember that? Now, now when you read it, you got to read it. You got to read it. And you got you to hang out a little bit and kind of read slow. And then maybe you got to study Bible. And it'll take you over to Psalm 77, 19. It says this. <laughs> about the story, just one scripture, check it out. It says, your, your road concerning them going through the Red Sea, your road led this through the sea. Your, your pathway was through the mighty waters, Lord of the Red Sea. A pathway no one knew was there. When Moses raised, raised the rod and it started moving, the Bible says God blew through the Red Sea and dried the land, dried those seas out, dried the, 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 the beds of water out. All night long. All night long. And then the nation of Israel walked across on dry land through a pathway that was not apparent. Listen to me. God, I just sense the Holy Spirit. There's a pathway for you. You just don't see it right now. You just don't see it. There's a pathway beyond the doctor. There's a pathway maybe beyond the counselor. There's a pathway beyond the addiction. There's a pathway beyond what it looks like. You just don't see it yet. What you need to do is lift up the rod of God. Lift up the word of God. Lift up your hands and look to him and let God blow through the power of the Holy Spirit over your Red Sea that looks impossible. In 2022, you will walk through and over on dry ground. Come on, let me say a couple more things. There's a scripture in Peter. Peter writes this in 1 Peter 1.20. He indeed, meaning Jesus, was foreordained before the foundation of the world, before the world was, before man was. God had a plan to send Jesus. But he was manifest 
these in these last times for you. Notice, notice the discrepancy. He was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but he's manifest in these last times. It's always been God's plan, but God didn't send Jesus for thousands and thousands of years. The, the timing of the Lord. Foreordained, but delayed. Listen to me. Some miracles just take time. That's why you have to stay in faith and trust that God you're working. In nature, over in Asia, there's bamboo called Chinese bamboo. When they plant the stalk, year one, there's no growth. Year two, no growth. Year three, no growth. Four, no growth. Year five, no growth. In year six, between year six and seven, it starts growing at three feet a day. When did it start growing? Year five? Nope. Year one, it was working. If you pulled it up in year one, you never get to year five. Some miracles just take time. While you're waiting, listen, God's watching. And while you're waiting, God is working. God's watching. God's working. He's moving right now. Online, he's moving in your house. Here in the room, come on, he's moving. So if God does something on his own, You're just trusting him. It's receiving, gift of faith, special faith. When we got in this building, for me, it was the gift of special faith. Deposited in me, when we heard that we could purchase this building and we didn't have money for this building, deposited in me was, we are going to own this building. And somehow, some way, in four months, we raised $265,000 or $66,000 to get in this building. Listen to me. It was impossible, but it came, became possible. How? I don't know. We had kids. We had people. We had, we had people give money that would, shouldn't have been able to give that kind of money. I don't know how. Just a spirit of generosity and giving. So I've seen God work miracles even for us to get here. 20 or 17 years ago, 18 years ago, how long it's been now. Listen to me. Whatever you need, listen, God is working. God is watching. So come on, all over the room, at the house. Let's lift the hand of the Lord in this atmosphere of faith and trust. And come on, just say, I believe in miracles. I believe in miracles. For me personally, come on, just for me personally, you're going to work in my life this year. You're going to work through my life this year, Lord God. The harvest is going to come. I don't know how. The miracle is going to come. I don't know how. But we know without faith it's impossible to please you. And so, so, so we're coming to you and we believe that you are. You, you are good. You're a miracle worker. You're a healer. You're a deliverer. You're a restorer. We sang that song. You're a rebuilder. You're a renewer. You're a reviver. You're a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. So Father God, today, we thank you for your reward. A faith is being stirred in our heart for miracles, Lord God.
whether it's for us that we're the ones that lift, the, lift our hand and others are going through the Red Sea, we're going to be the people that believe God in the face of disaster, in the face of impossible situations. We're going to be the people this year that believe nothing is impossible. Nothing's impossible. Deposit that in our heart this year. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Come on, can you give the Lord a little bit of praise up in the room? Come on, we can do better than that. Come on, the Word of God's working. Come on, praise Him like the Word of God's working this morning. Come on, everybody. Come on, come on, everybody. Let excitement stir in us. God's working. Come on, He's working. Come on, He's turning. Come on, if he, He's watching right now. Come on, He's watching right now. Come on, everybody. He's watching right now. He's working right now. You, come on, He's working right now. You just can't. Come on, He's working in your body. He's working in your family. He's working in your business. He's working in your future right now. Come on, He's working out all things together for good. Come on, Paul says this. Thank you for standing. Come on, everybody, stand up. Would you do that? Why don't y'all stand at the house? Put those Cheerios down and stand up. Just kidding. <laughs> I felt that. Art gave me the, yeah, I felt that. <laughs> I felt it. Paul says this in Philippians 1, 19 and 20. For I know this will turn out for my deliverance through prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ according to my earnest expectation and hope that I shall not be ashamed. Hmm. He's writing from jail. Pretty hopeless. Pretty hopeless. Not jail like 2022 jail. No TVs, three meals a day. Nice little cushy bed. Hmm. It's bad jail. Bad prison. I know this will turn for my deliverance through prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit. I can do two of those things. I can pray. And I can press in and get a supply of God where I'm confident and I know. And it's according to my earnest expectation and hope. I'm going to earnestly expect. I'm going to hope. That's not, that's not impossible. <laughs> That's not impossible. That's not impossible. That's not impossible. No, it's not. That's not impossible. It looks impossible. It looks impossible. How's that axe head going to float? Oh, no. It looks impossible. I'm going to believe God. How, how's that provision going to come? How, I, I, I'm eating my last meal. I, I, got, I got no money. How's it going? I don't know. I'm going to believe God. God's going to get it. I don't know. There's a doctor's report. Uh, what are we going to do? Uh, we're, we're just going to bring you to Jesus. We're going to bust a hole in the roof. We're going to put you down in front of Jesus. We're going to bring you to church. We're going to worship God. We're going to see a miracle. We're going to see a miracle. We're going to see a miracle. How about we be people that believe all things are possible? I'm expecting it. So listen, I give you license to bring into the church the sick. The wounded, the hurting, the broken, the disturbed, the outcast, the afflicted. Let's see God heal hearts, change bodies, renew the broken, 
and watch God be glorified. Let this church be a house of miracles. Amen. Amen. Come on. All over the room, bow your head. You don't know Jesus. Come on, open up your mouth this morning. Let's just let Jesus be the Lord of our life. Here in the room, online as well. Say it with me. Dear Heavenly Father.